Welcome. You're listening to the Mac Observer's Background Mode. This is your host, John Marchalero, and this week my guest is Bob Levitis. Bob, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Bob. Always a pleasure. Dr. Mac Levitis is a writer, book author, raconteur. Can I still say that? Oh, yeah. He writes for the Houston Chronicle and the Mac Observer, and he specializes in the Dummies books about Apple products like the Mac and the iPad and the iPhone. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is a great time to have you on because I've been working out of a home office since 2000. And you've been working. I got you way beat. And you got me way beat. You said the other day it was 30 years. I only got 20. So there's 50 years of experience working it out of the home today. We got got your help right here. We got it. We got it. So let's talk about working at home for those people who are doing it for the first time. What 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 are your major suggestions? One is to uh, find a place where you can avoid distraction or eliminate distraction to the best of, you know, the situation's ability. I have a sign on my door that says, enter at your own risk. Mm. And my family knows that if the door is closed and the sign is up, they should only open the door if they're bleeding profusely (laughs) or or something horrible has happened. I mean, uh, if they can, I always say, if you can solve it yourself, do. Otherwise, leave me a note. There's a pad on the door with a pencil. You can leave me a note, and when I'm done with what I'm doing, I will read your note and take care of it. But if you walk in and interrupt me, I'm likely to throw something at you because <clears throat> I have a real hard time with focus. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I have like ADD, and I have trouble keeping my butt in the chair and doing work. I would rather do almost anything but work. And so if I'm in here and I'm working and someone interrupts me, it takes me a while to get back. I did some research. Apparently, it takes an average of 22 minutes to get back in what they call the zone when you're writing. Oh, really? That long? Yeah. Well, no, it can take, I think it was up to 22 minutes, but it's always some amount of time. And for me, sometimes I can't even get back. It's like I sit there looking at what I wrote and think, I want to go outside. Or I want to walk the dog, or I want to look at that shiny thing across the room, whatever it is. I, I, I am so bad that I've taken to, I use the Pomodoro technique, and I work for 25 minutes without interruption on one thing and one thing alone, and then the timer goes off and I can go play. But I, I find that if I don't uh, eliminate the distractions, I get about half as much done. So... For me, it's really important to reduce the, the interruptions and noise. <clears throat> I turn all my devices to do not disturb. You know, I know how to turn all my devices on do not disturb quickly. Uh, by the way, on the Mac, if you want do not disturb, you can just option click the little menu for notifications in the upper right corner, and that'll turn it on until tomorrow. Oh, nice tip. Yeah, and I use that all the time. I just did it. Now, um, as a matter of fact, that reminds me, podcasts are work. I should probably put my phone on Do Not Disturb, uh, which I've just done. And your anyway, watch. Anyway, my watch, I think, goes on automatically when I do the phone. They know each other. They're friends. And so <laughs> if one of them goes on Do Not Disturb, the other does too. My iPad's across the room. It's not on Do Not Disturb because oh, I forgot. Oh, I was thinking about the mute button. Oh, okay. It's yeah. over there. But I don't think it'll disturb us. You might hear it go ding. Otherwise, it shouldn't bother us. But the thing is, I I like to uh, focus on, I think the S lady just thought I called her 
in my iPad because it's the only thing awake. Because I just heard her. Did you hear her? No, I did not. Thank goodness. She said she couldn't do something. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my assistant didn't pick it up, so you're uh, off the hook. And I try not to say that lady's name on the air because I know that everybody's phone then goes ding. <laughs> anyway, the point is I work for 25 minutes with a timer. And when the timer goes off, I go do something else for five or 10 minutes. And then I come back and do 25 minutes more. The Pomodoro technique has been a, a game changer for me. How uh, do you handle email? Do you monitor I schedule email? It, or I schedule it twice a day. Mm-hmm. And I, everybody that knows me, that works with me, knows that I do not monitor my email all day long. Although if I'm out and about, I, I will check it on my phone. But if I'm at my desk, I check twice a day, uh, at the end of the morning before I have lunch and at the end of the day before I leave the office. And most of the time, I will clear my inbox both times in 25 minutes or less. Because I know that, that's what you're supposed to do. All the experts well, say a, you're supposed to do that. Yeah. But I'm an email junkie and... I, I have it on a separate uh, home screen. I flick yeah. over once in a while and just check to see if there's anything hot. I learned not to do that because it interrupts me and I get upset and have to answer that now. And then I spend half an hour <laughs> composing a really great response to something that didn't really need to be responded to today. I may take a peek, but I may not write a detailed response until later in the day. Sometimes I can't help it. So I don't even look. <laughs> um, the same thing with messages. Uh, I turned off notifications on my Mac for all that stuff. I don't get them uh, because I'm, I'm, if I see one come in out of the corner of my eye, it affects my concentration. And sometimes I get obsessed. It's like, okay, I just have to know what that's about. So I don't even see them. Uh, I check that stuff twice a day. And when I'm out and about, it's on my phone. So if my phone's not on Do Not Disturb, I get the same uh, notifications I might have gotten on my Mac, except that I'm not sitting with my fingers on the keyboard supposedly working. You know, if I'm out and about with my phone, I'm probably not typing. Do you have a fixed work schedule, like, you know, 10 to 4 or 10 to 5 or something like that? And then when it's yeah, 5 o'clock goes around, you just walk away? I try to. Uh, I also, by the way, really, really, really uh, rely on a daily plan. So when I wake up in the morning, I look at, like, my to-do list and my notes from yesterday, and I make a plan for the day. Um, and in it... I block out a bunch of 25-minute uh, 25 work sessions, including things like email. And I put in, you know, take a walk with the dog and drink lots of water. Ooh, and that's I, a good point. I have, I have a nice, like, outline of the things that need to be accomplished today. And I also uh, identify the three most important things on, the, on my today list to make sure that they get taken care of even if some of the things later don't. Do you computerize that list or do you just use pencil and paper? Because I find computerizing a list is more work than it needs to be. I agree wholeheartedly. And in fact, if you go to workingsmarterformacusers.com slash free, you can download the worksheet I use. It's called the Productivity Planning Worksheet. Super plan, I call it, because <laughs> it plans my day. And I fill it out with a pen. And I keep it on top of all the paper yeah. On my desk. It's so amazing how fast pen and paper it. can be, how immediate access it is. Well, and my, my Mac usually has 10 to 30 windows open. And if I had <laughs> it on the Mac, it would be behind six things and I'd never see it again. 
Uh, you need the Plus, you need to learn the art of non-overlapping windows on a huge display or twin displays. I hate I overlapping windows, and I have I have them mostly arranged. But you know, if I've got like five <laughs> word documents that I'm working with, if I'm uh, using some of them for copying stuff that I've written already that needs to go into a different document, I, I don't have room to put all of them in their own tile. So they get yeah. they get stacked up, but. I have two two big displays. I have the 15-inch Retina on my MacBook Pro, and I have a 27-inch. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, and that's right in front of my face. If you're going to work so, at home, you need a big display. Because the MacBook is, is great for sitting in an office for a short period of time or maybe an airplane flight if you're still doing that. But uh, when you're working exactly. at home, you need a big display. And, you know, a 27-inch, a 24- or 27-inch, LCD display, uh, LED backlit can be had at uh, Best Buy or on the Amazon for a couple hundred bucks. They're not real expensive anymore. Absolutely yeah. true. And I would, uh, I think of all the things I use at home, the big display is the most productivity enhancing. I have a tip. That, okay. Do not eat at your desk at your computer. Take oh, time away, put thing, it in your right. schedule, walk away, give yourself a lunch hour, go for a walk. Do, crumbs and food do not mix with your keyboard. Spilt milk just provides a Petri dish for things to grow on your desk. <laughs> After the it's, second it, cup of coffee and the keyboard, I stopped uh, bringing <laughs> stuff in the office. It's um, a distraction. It's messy. It's easy to knock a glass over and spill liquid on your phone. It's just a bad idea to eat at your desk. My closed water bottle is the only food or drink allowed on the desk. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good plan. Wow, years of experience and lots of stuff wrecked. <laughs> the other tip I have is to get dressed. When you're working at home, you don't have to wear a suit and tie, but, you know, get into your Saturday clothes, you know, get into some jeans or dockers, you know, get into your sports shirt or your polo shirt or something comfortable and, and don't work and in your pajamas don't I work think no no, in your don't, pajamas no is don't a, do that no a recipe for i'm gonna go watch tv and when you quit for the day at maybe you know maybe five o'clock or five thirty, and go to dinner be done don't let yourself get pulled back into your office in the evening and dabble and that you know, is take absolutely take one of my productivity tips is mm -hmm. if you make a good plan, you can leave the office by five o'clock every day and have accomplished everything that needed to be accomplished. I never used to be able to do that. I always had to go back in after dinner. I was always, you know, nine, 10 o'clock, I'd finish everything up because I, I had no plan. I was like reacting and I was like a ping pong ball all day long trying to do a million things. I've learned multitasking is not usually the most efficient way to, th to get things finished. Might be good for juggling a lot of stuff that needs attention right now if you have to. But when it comes to finishing, focusing on the one thing that needs to be finished is the way I finish things, you know? If, if I have to write something, I can't, like, write a few sentences and then go do some email and do some other stuff. Do you I listen to music while you write? Sometimes and sometimes not. I heard that uh, Baroque music is good for uh, stimulating your creative brain. Mm -hmm. So I sometimes say to the S lady, play some Baroque. 
Uh, I can't listen to rock and roll. I mean, I'd love to listen to hard rock, but it's got lyrics, and I end up writing those lyrics in whatever I'm writing. So (laughs) I'm writing a column, and all of a sudden I write, please allow me to introduce myself. (laughs) I'm a man of wealth and taste. Just I can't do it. It has to be instrumental. Me too. uh, Me too. I will either say Baroque, classical, or or New Age or movie instrumentals. Piano solos are great for writing. Yep. That kind of stuff. If it doesn't have lyrics, it's great. And and I used to subscribe to a thing called, uh, gosh, I can't think of what it was called now, but it was like uh, scientifically programmed noises to uh, enhance what you were doing at the time. So there was like a channel for if you had ADD, there was a channel for creative writing. There was, And, and it was... Uh, a combination of kind of new agey music and ambient music and mm-hmm. sound, but supposedly scientifically uh, designed to stimulate brain activity. I stopped. Oh, cool. uh, it didn't seem to work any better than just saying to the S lady, play some classical music. I have a CD that has nothing but surf sounds. A little bit of marimba music in the background from a beach band. But it fades in and out with the surf. That's good. And just yeah, you know, I have glorious a surf. Of, I have a couple of sound generators that, that I've been known to. They're on my phone. I've been known to let them run and wear headphones when I need to focus and there's sound around me. And my new headphones with noise canceling, my new AirPods Pro, really do filter out. You know, if I have to work in a coffee shop or something or an airplane or I, I gosh, I forgot what it's like to work on an airplane, but. You know, if I have to be somewhere uh, where I'm working on my laptop in my lap without all my accoutrements, my my external keyboard and my mouse and my big screen monitor and my big speakers, a lot of times I'll stick in the AirPods Pro and just listen to uh, you know forest noises or beach noises or uh, any of. The, I have a lot of sound effect stuff that I can just play yeah, that yeah. repeats at random. And I have pink noise and white noise for emergencies. What is pink noise? I don't know. It's like white noise, but pinker. <laughs> well, thank you for that very technical explanation. <laughs> no, you know, I bet Dave, Dave would know. I, I think it's the frequencies that are involved or something. But uh, I, I have no idea. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's wrap that up and take a break. And then we'll come back and talk about some other subjects I have on my list. But first, we need to take a little commercial break, folks. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Stay with us. Today, our sponsor is Linode. Linode helps you design, develop, and deploy in the cloud. You can build dedicated CPU, distributed applications, hosted services, websites, and CI, CD environments. If it runs on Linux, it runs on Linode. Linode is focused on simplicity, service, and value. Built using the most up-to-date hardware and a next-generation network backbone, Linode allows users to comply with in-country data protection requirements while taking advantage of all of Linode's technology and tools. The goal is to maximize the benefit you receive from your cloud by making it cost-effective to deploy robust compute, storage, and networking services that meet your ever-changing performance needs. Featured are a native SSD storage, a 40-gigabit network, and industry-leading processors. Pick from any of 10 worldwide data centers. And pay for only what you use with hourly billing across all plans and add-on services. 24 by 7 live customer support is always just a phone call away. You'll be able to deploy, maintain your infrastructure simply and cost-effectively. 
Plus, Linode's tools make it easy to provision, secure, monitor, and back up your cloud. To learn more, visit linode.com slash BGM. That's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com forward slash BGM. All new customers receive a $20 credit. Thanks, Linode, for being our sponsor. We're back. I'm chatting with uh, Bob Dr. Mac Levitis. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. I was thinking the other day that uh, more people working at home means that they're a little more immersed in the daily routine of tech. You know, if you're going to work nine to five and you get home and uh, you have a beer and you maybe check your email and say hi to grandma and, you know, and, and maybe check some news, maybe that's it. But now all of a sudden you're in your home office, if you have one every day, and I recommend you create one. What are some of the things that maybe you should get more involved in and learn more about? Maybe like security or Twitter what are your recommendations for kind of ramping up your technical profile now that you're working out of the house and you have all this time? It's certainly not Twitter. <laughs> um, I, I think one of the things that you can do if you're working at home and you're not used to it is uh, get a routine going. Spend, you know, the morning or at least the morning and part of the afternoon in a different part of the house than you would ordinarily be in. So if you uh, would be sitting in the den then maybe set up at the kitchen table and work or something. But don't go to your old familiar couch in the den where the TV is. Turn the TV no, on and no. expect to, you know, kind of work while you watch uh, whatever on, out of the corner of your eye. It doesn't work. No, it does not work. I, I feel sorry for people who have like four-year-olds and they're sitting at their coffee table with their MacBook trying to write and the kids are throwing toys around and watching Disney Plus and <laughs> making a ruckus. Uh, My that kids can are full-grown now, but I remember that. And it yeah. is hard. It's really hard. And the younger they are, the harder it is because you can't really explain to them until they hit a certain age that right. you're working, not, not hanging out. Um, what do I do for tech? All right, so one of the things I, I'm a big nut about, I'm, I'm kind of obsessive about, is being productive, not wasting work time. If I'm supposed to be working, I try to work uh, and avoid doing other things. And, and so I think if you're new to this, you might want to make a, a plan for your day so that you know what you need to accomplish and you can kind of keep track of it out of the corner of your eye as the day goes by. Have I done all, you know, have I started some of these things? Which ones am I going to be in big trouble if I don't finish by the time I go to dinner? Uh like I said, go to go to workingsmarterformacusers.com slash free and download my uh, super plan worksheet and try it for a few days. I, I, I would be lost without a plan for my days. I mean, at home, it's even worse. The doorbell rings. So something cool shows up from Amazon. Your friend calls and says, want to go to the movies? Uh, there's just, you know, when you're at home, there's so many things that can uh, get you off track. If you have a plan, if you if you say to yourself, I'm going to be in the office from 8 to 1130 and I'm going to do these things, you're much more likely to do those things than if you uh, wake up and say, hmm, I'm going to go to work when I get done doing other stuff and then I'll do some work. You know, if you if you don't have a, a clear idea of what needs to be done, chances are you won't get it done. That's one thing I've learned from all my years. And in the beginning... I didn't know it, and I struggled and worked till midnight a lot, and that's not not productive. Uh, another thing is find out things that can save you time when you work, 
like I'm a big fan of using snippets because I hate typing the same thing many, many times, especially if it's a finger twister or something long that I don't want to get wrong, like my address. Yeah, phone text number, expander is good for URL. that. URL. Yeah, t- yeah, text expander is great, but even the built in thing in the keyboard system preference pane is is great for all those things like your phone number and your email address that you type a million times right. a day. So I uh, automate all that I can. I'm a big fan of automating those things you do many times a day. And yeah, I use Text Expander. It's I great. have a suggestion. Yes. Now is a good time to um, maybe uh, think about acquiring a microphone. Most people who work at home have a MacBook or a computer or notebook with a camera, but uh, the built-in microphone on these computers is really bad. You know, it wasn't until I started working with the Mac Observer and had daily meetings and then started doing the Mac Observer's Daily Observations podcast. And so for other people who maybe, you know, are involved in Zoom sessions or maybe doing video conferences with WebEx and joining the team in a virtual environment, now is a very good time to do a little research and uh, figure out what kind of microphone, a USB microphone, can be had for under $100. You mean oh, a good USB microphone? A good USB microphone. You can get a USB microphone for twenty bucks, but it won't be much better. Than right, one. right, right. I'm, I'm thinking something like uh, you know the low end blue Yeti is a good microphone for like eighty, I ninety agree. bucks. I agree. And if you're working with a computer and an external display like a Mac Mini, and you don't have a camera, there is at Amazon. There are some good Logitech 1080p cameras for like twenty nine bucks. So uh, this, these could be very helpful in working with your team in a home environment and also being connected to your friends and keeping tabs and doing video conferences with family members and keeping up to, up to date. I so, have a suggestion on, along those lines. Please. If you do a lot of uh, dictation on your Mac or uh, teleconferencing, Zoom or FaceTime or anything like that, you might consider a USB headset mic. Something that uh, the mic actually is attached to your headphones so you can hear what's going on. And the mic stays a fixed distance from your mouth. Mm-hmm. I've got a mic on a boom, but I'm used to working with a microphone. And so uh, I know where to put my lips when I'm doing a podcast. And I try to stay right you know, in the zone. That's not easy for people who have never... Uh, worked with a microphone they tend to do stuff like you can't see me but you know they go over here and do something while they're talking and you can hear the <laughs> oh and, yeah and, a great example yeah right so yeah the thing is uh if you want to have that really present sound having the microphone fixed at four inches away from your mouth is great also don't put it right in front of your lips put it off to the side yeah that's a great tip don't yeah, talk mic- right into your microphone most microphones are designed to um, be uh, spoken to into uh, from the edge. Works out a little bit better. Yeah. I wouldn't well, go so far as to say you need a pop filter. If you watch DJs on TV or you watch podcasters who do videos, sometimes you'll see this little screen hanging in front of the microphone. You know, for informal work, you know, team meetings and family, I don't think you really need to worry about being exotic like that that's that's for the pros that's for the professional podcasters like you and me it's true however i have it attached to my the boom where the microphone is and so it just it's like second nature to use it all the time anyway 
but only because I have it and I do a lot of recording uh, and I know that I pop my peas and so a, a, a filter kind of helps me with my plosives so they're less explosive. Um, I wouldn't go out and buy one just to do Zoom meetings, right. but if you have one, I'd use it. So um, let's talk about the iPhone. I had a friend recently uh, who wasn't very technical decide that uh, in retirement, uh, he needed to be a little bit more technical and be more connected because he wasn't working in the office every day and he wanted to learn how to do text messaging and he wanted to learn how to do FaceTime. All of a sudden, the technology had gotten away from him over the years. And uh, so he went out and he bought an iPhone 11 and I had to show him how to do a text message. And so do you have any recommendations for older people who are, say, you know, retiring and Absolutely. trying to learn, catch, get caught up? Absolutely. I wrote this book called iPhone for Dummies. Like I've written it 13 times now. And so it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> in, in its latest incarnation. Uh, and I think, you know, I think really if you want to learn something, either a book or an online course is a great way to absorb it. I, 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 when I need to learn something, uh, my, in, my inclination is to buy a book and I usually will go look at Amazon for something that has a lot of good reviews, not just star ratings, but good reviews where I can read what people said. And, uh, like I'm trying, uh, in fact, that's a really good thing to be doing while you have time on your hands is learn something new, whether it's tech or not. For me, I'm learning SketchUp, which is a 3D drawing program. I've heard of that. Well, you use it to create 3D drawings of woodworking projects, and I'm a woodworker. And my, my idea of writing a plan is getting a piece of graph paper and scribbling all over it. And I can't read it, and it, it, nobody else could ever make any sense of it. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice if instead of scratching out notes that I might be able to decipher and nobody else could, I could actually draw these things on the computer? Because I can't draw by hand. I have no artistic talent. But if, you know, I'm, I'm working with boards, and they're rectangular. And so, you know, I don't have to draw them. They're drawn, and they're exactly right. So I'm trying to learn how to do that. So rather than just tackling projects with a bunch of hen scratches on a piece of graph paper, I will have a plan and a uh, list of uh, materials I need and things like that. Excellent. Excellent. So that's Tell one of mine I'm tackling while I'm here. I bought a book called SketchUp Success for Woodworkers in April of last year. <laughs> and I opened it last week for the first time. <laughs> Tell me about your new book. You've updated your book on GarageBand. Yes, it's uh, delayed due to uh, zombie apocalypse uh, concerns, but it will be out as soon as uh, trucks are rolling again and, and you know things get back more to normal. They, they've held up printing. It's done. I finished the last chapter about a week ago. I'll tell you what I learned, though, and that is GarageBand for the iDevice is a very different beast from GarageBand for the Mac. How and so? It, well, it, it offers, because it's, it's got instruments designed for a touchscreen, it offers some things that uh, make it easier to compose a song even if you don't know how to play music. And, and the reason I say that is 
like you can download the chords to any popular song from the internet. And if you can play the chords in coordination with the right word in the lyrics, then you can play a song. And most songs don't have that many chords, maybe six or seven chords. You don't even need to learn how to play them because uh, on the iPad, you can just say, I want, I want you to play a D seventh when I tap here. And so you can make the, the computer learn to actually do the intricate fingering and stuff. All you have to do is know when that chord should play and tap at the right time. You can also play the instruments. If you know how to play a guitar, there's an on-screen guitar. You can actually play solos with your fingers uh, on the screen. And, and so it, it opens up a whole, like, a whole world of possibility for people who uh, have looked at GarageBand on the Mac and said, yeah, that's cool, but I don't know what to do with it. Because it, it, it emulates a recording studio. It's a, it's a multi-track recording interface, but it doesn't really have these, uh, they call them smart instruments on the iPad that are designed for a touch screen and, and can play pretty much automatically without very much, you, you don't have to do much to get them to play something that sounds like music. If you haven't played with it, it's free. Download it and check it out. Just, just open it up and find yourself a, uh, a smart instrument and play with it. I, I especially like the guitars and the keyboards because I'm not a good guitarist and I'm not a keyboardist at all. But I can actually play the organ when I use the iPad because I know the chords to the song I want to play and it, it knows where those chords are on the keyboard. This could be a way, great way to do some recreation, to sort of get your mind off work, take a break. Play oh, it's some music. absolutely. And yeah. there's a, a it has a mode that's not on the Mac version called uh, loop the loop. I don't know what they call it, loop matrix. I should know uh, whatever it's called. I used the right phrase in the book, but I, I call it the loop matrix. It's this uh, grid that <clears throat> each cell holds a different sound or a loop, and you can play them by just tapping either cells or whole columns of cells. And it comes with a bunch of templates that are pre-programmed with good stuff in them. So you don't really need to even uh, know what's going to sound good with something else. You can open one of these templates and just have a ball tapping cells and hearing the music and tapping the little, uh, at the bottom of each column, you can start the column or stop it by tapping the little arrow at the bottom. It, it's amazing. You don't have to know anything. And music will come out. You could make up words and, and say, I wrote a song. Creative play. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Right. And the other thing is I'm going to learn to program in Swift. <laughs> <laughs> really? Swift Playgrounds. It's free. Well, I'm going to try I, if, I, if I have time. Okay. Well, we're starting, we're speaking of time, first. we're starting to run out of time here. We have time for one more subject. Time flies you, when you're you, having fun. Huh? Oh, yeah. You wanted to tell me about uh, a library app you've been using called Libby. This could be especially helpful for people. Absolutely. Most public libraries support an app called Libby, uh, which you can get at the uh, App Store. If you're an Android user, there's Libby for Android. Um, I don't think there's a Mac app. There might be. I, I don't really read at my Mac. I use my iPad for all my reading or my iPhone. But <laughs> Libby yeah. lets you check books out of the library out of your local public library. If you have a library card, you can sign up for a Libby account. And I know I'm a 
I, I, I'm a member of the Austin Public Library, and I know when I log in and look, there's over 100,000 titles available for me. So, you know, depending on what library you're, you're uh, associated with, you'll see their, their collection online. And in, the, in my case, 100,000 is plenty. I, I have yet to run out of things I might want to read. <laughs> so how does it I work? Do you download a book and then it expires and goes poof after two weeks? How does that work? Exactly, exactly. And you can reserve books. So if, uh, if there's six copies of a book you want and all six are checked out, you can put yourself on the wait list. It'll tell you when the book comes in, you check it out. And after, I think, 21 days, it goes poof. Is that spelled the normal way, L-I-B-B-Y? Yes, L-I-B-B-Y. It says Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on the appy, appy, app. <laughs> That's a teacher uh, commercial. People age, don't Bart remember. <laughs> I know, I do, but I'm, I'm thinking not that many of that those. That was for you, Bob. As we are. <laughs> that, was a, that was a dad joke. <laughs> yeah, that was. Sorry about that. All right, well, well yes, we kind of hit all the buttons here for working at home and learning and doing creative play and communicating and getting your mic and your and your camera and um, coming up to speed on the technology and getting the right book, iPhone for dummies and iPad for dummies. So, and GarageBand for dummies when it comes out. All right. So well, how, what's the best way for the listeners to contact you if they have a question? Oh, I think uh, email. You can email me at... Uh, Bob at working smarter for Mac users.com. Okay. Uh, if you go to the website, there's a contact me link and that'll do the same thing. If you can't remember the email address, the, the, the uh, website's working smarter for Mac users.com. All right. Great. And if you put a slash free at the end, you can download my uh, super plan productivity planning worksheet, print yourself a few and try it. It'll work. Excellent. Well, Bob, it's been a great show. Thanks for all the tips and the help for the listeners at home. Appreciate you coming on the show and chatting with me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Folks, you've been listening to John Mark Valero and Bob, Dr. Mac Levitis <laughs> on the Mac Observer's Background Mode. We'll see you again next week.